This is Father Kevin Hale with a homily for the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time, the 20th of October. During the last week in Brussels, one of our European friends coined the phrase, where there's a will, there's a deal. And for those who are utterly fed up with the B word, Sky has announced the launch of a B-free channel. And somewhere in all of this, there's a lesson about not giving up, even when everyone is telling you the contrary. But in what is the even more important realm of the spiritual, we never give up when it comes to prayer, in persevering prayer, if we really want to achieve something. This might remind us of some words of St. Augustine, pray as though everything depended on God, work as though everything depended on you. And in another sermon he says, if your faith weakens, then prayer dies. Because we all have a tendency to give up easily, especially so in prayer, because we don't see it producing the results that we see in other activities. But prayer isn't a human activity, it's a supernatural one, and we can't measure the results of prayer in quantifiable things. Now, St. Augustine knew only too well the truth of this. His mother, St. Monica, despaired of his ever being a Christian, of ever being a good boy, that he would ever stop sinning. He had lived quite a colourful life, a life of waywardness. In fact, it took St. Monica 16 years to obtain the conversion of her son Augustine by her prayers. And the conversion was entire and far beyond what she prayed for. She just prayed that he would give up a life of debauchery, but instead he embraced a life of chastity. She'd only want him to be baptised and become a Christian, but she saw him become a great bishop and a great theologian of the church. She asked God to turn him away from heresy, and God made him a pillar of the church and one of her greatest thinkers. So just think what would have happened if she'd given up praying after just a couple of years or after 10 years or 12 years, when she saw that there was no result to her prayer and he was only getting worse rather than better, adding avarice and ambition to the list of his sins. If she'd given up asking God then, she would not only have wronged her son, but thrown away her own happiness and of course deprived the church of one of her greatest saints. Now I think we all know how to get something we really want because we know that making a fuss, persisting in asking, not taking no for an answer is often the way to do it. And this is the essence of what our Lord is telling us, never give up. Or perhaps we might be just one of those emergency Christians who only know to pray when we want things in times of necessity. And I've often reflected that one of the tests of my faith is to ask myself, how many miracles am I praying for at this moment? How many things which in purely human terms might seem impossible to achieve, am I prepared to ask God for? In the first reading, when Moses had to pray on the hilltop while Joshua and the chosen people were battling out below against their enemies, they did that assisted with prayer. As long as Moses kept his arms extended, Israel had the advantage. When his arms grew tired and they dropped, when he stopped praying, the enemy had the advantage. 
And when we grow tired in prayer, things start to go wrong and the enemy prevails. There's a direct correlation. If we do grow tired, if we flag, then we need to look for backup. And that's what Moses did. He asked God for help. So we ask others to pray for us as well. We tell others what we need and what we're asking God for, and we draw them into our prayerful needs. This is what the communion of saints is all about, that spiritual help, which we get by being part of the family of the church, part of the mystical body of Jesus Christ. And moreover, it's a great comfort to know that throughout the church, at any given time of the day or night, there are countless men and women, religious, in their monasteries and convents, who are praying for the rest of us. They're the heartbeat of the church, hidden but constant in their working for the rest of us, and without which the body could not live or function as it should. St John Henry Newman, just canonised last weekend, preached in a sermon in 1837. Prayer is the practice of turning to God and the unseen world in every season, in every place, in every emergency. And in another sermon in the same year, this is the true and effectual regeneration, when the seed of life takes root in man and thrives. Such men have accustomed themselves to speak to God, and God has ever spoken to them. And we have the example of all the saints in this, and the power of prayer is seen most of all in the life of the first and greatest of the saints, our Blessed Lady. We call on her as Virgo Potens, Virgin Most Powerful. And once again this week, we can let St John Henry have the last word. She has more power than anyone else, more than all the angels and saints, this great prevailing gift of prayer. No one has access to the Almighty as his mother has, None has merit such as hers. Her son will deny her nothing that she asks, and therein lies her power. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, grant that we may always conform our will to yours and serve your majesty in sincerity of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.